Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. Not giving it anyway. That's right. Now Polo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. We're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 5. Episode 4. Are you ready? More than ready. Let's go. Yay. Now, what do you want to talk about before we get into it? Ooh, um... Me, let's talk about Polo. Okay. <laughs> How does Polo feel? Well, he's actually quite excited. <laughs> Why am I talking about myself in the third person? Because you do quite frequently. Who does that? You. The Polo. Um, <laughs> what's exciting is that... As of next week, we might be... No, it's not my... It is happening. Remember how last time I was telling you July the 4th and you were like being all negative? I was being you're realistic. You were being so pessimistic. It's just as you to... normally are, this is who you are. Like, <laughs> like just own it. Just own it. Nerky you're a pessimistic dismal, kind like of person. storm cloud. And I was saying, as on July the 4th, I've already made bookings and it's going to happen. And it happened. <laughs> because <laughs> of me, because of my positivity... It came to pass. It manifested. Yes. So you're welcome, <laughs> London. You're welcome, UK. It's, um, so I'm excited. I, as you know, I haven't had a sip of alcohol since January. I mean, you guys are probably getting sick of hearing this. Me neither. It's like the Ross, you know. It was, what, what was it like? We were on a break. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel was, like I feel like it's becoming that we're on a break. It was 18 kind of thing. pages. Front and back. <laughs> so as of... From January, I haven't had a sip of drinking, and my first drink was to be in a restaurant and a nice drink. And so I'm finally next week going to have one, and I'm really, really proud of myself for going this long. I'm proud of you. I think you're doing amazingly. But I'm prouder. I'm <laughs> even prouder on me. But I'm prouderer. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to take my moment. This is my moment, okay? All right, Laganja. This is my moment. <laughs> I will be the bird that they want me to be. So yeah, that's the biggest news really that's that's happening here is that pubs and restaurants are opening, everyone's I, making reservations. I already made my reservations for Saturday and mm. another restaurant booking for Sunday <laughs> just because I've also oh my gosh, so I don't know why, but like I keep getting like ads on Facebook and on Instagram of like all these food. I think that, <laughs> I think I've been you know when you're like when you're on on a diet and I say that because it's really just healthy eating when you're healthy eating and then you just start looking at like really really yummy food so it's like what I do I go on YouTube and I watch people go to fancy restaurants or I watch people like doing food challenges and I just I just sit there and I just go wow they look so delicious so people so somewhere in the um, Google sphere <laughs> they realize oh this guy's hungry so they've been like sitting <laughs> that all my feet is like oh look at this beautiful cookie look at this lovely chocolate look at this cake look at this pasta <laughs> every and time I fell for it every time I look over at what you're looking at on the internet it's some kind of food porn yeah, basically it is it's either like the you best say, kind of porn i'm not gonna lie eating challenges or look at these cookies yes or wow and can we go to this restaurant so i have booked uh, i've already ordered and it's coming next week mm -hmm. and um i've ordered some arrival cookies and <laughs> oh my god they look like the yummiest it's like a cookie, and then inside is all this gooey chocolateness and caramel, or white chocolate, or peanut butter, or a combination mm. of the both. And I've got ten of those coming. I may have ordered another one, but you know that's that's for another time, Tom. I think um, <laughs> next week's podcast is not going to be about dry grace. It's going to be about these cookies. I would, I will be eating it next week. <laughs> next week, I will be eating these cookies, and it will be the first treat I've had all month. And I'm really excited about that. But enough about me. Let's get into the drag race world. 
world. The world of drag race. Do you know what I want to quickly talk about as well? I don't know if you guys are following Miss Tyra, aka James, aka mm-hmm. Tyra Sanchez. She is calling out the world, mm. isn't she? She's calling out Raven. Um, apparently, Raven the blackface. Um, and which I don't really think is blackface, but then to be honest, like I can't tell a black person. Yeah, we're not. It's not. Tell to, it's not for me to Tyra say how to feel about yeah, it, especially a person of color. Well, I'm a person yeah. of color, but it's not for me to tell a black person that, that they're not doing something that's racist towards them. Yeah, that's how she feels, and it I is certainly how she feels, that. and she's making that known. Yes, yeah. but um, she's also calling her out for um some racist remarks on her grinder. Well, that's well known. It's well known that Raven did that. That um, Raven, you know how there's this. Ugh, it's so disgusting and lame. Uh, we've all seen it on people's dating LeMay. profiles. It's so lame. It's so lame. It's, it's when people Expensive. essentially filter Very out <laughs> filter out people. I'm trying to be serious. Um, <laughs> people try and filter out um, people of different ethnicities and call it a preference and it's just disgusting. It's something that people do need to be called out on. Yep. And Raven is known to have done that. I don't know if she's apologised. I don't know if she, she responded at all. Apparently well, she, she should have. Yeah, um, because I think I think it's something that's it's not possible to just excuse it as some sort of preference. Yep. It, is, it is a racist bias. Apologize, yeah. and she also cut out Kennedy for calling out some of the gossip that she had no right to talk about. The but Kennedy thing was kind of like it was more Kennedy being a gossip, wasn't it? But Sahara's dead, babe. She is. I know. I know. It was, it was your news it was, it was tasteless gossip yeah it's very very different to what she's alleging with rape she's calling out raven babes, for, for babes, race, racist babes. can i call you babes <laughs> babes listen she did she gone i know and the partner was still alive yeah what i i mean well, I, I i thought you know what you're right it's tasteless it, gossip it's what it's what, it's, it's, what, it's what a kiki that. is but like it, it's not your gossip it was it's not, not about you it's not your gossip to share like if it was yeah. about you girl go do it i mean it's dread but like no it was not for especially Kennedy during especially during a time where people are already piling on the hate with tyra yeah now there is one thing that i do agree with on tyra Tara's Instagram and Twitter is, is saying Michelle. She's calling up Michelle. Like Michelle, when she did her work the world tour, whatever the tour was, mm-hmm. she made sure to say at every stop that Raven was robbed and she would have fought for Tyra. And there was another interview where she said that she would have fought for Raven to win mm-hmm. um, over Tyra. First of all, Michelle, your ass wasn't a judge. It was Merle. Yeah. Mel you were a judge season two. You shouldn't be spreading your opinion. Like that's that kind of talk is for the, the gossip fans. That kind of talk is for the fandom. Like you're a you're a grown ass woman in the industry. You shut shut your damn mouth about it. Because you're doing exactly now people are gonna agree with her and then people are gonna spread that same narrative. Yes, she was robbing. Even Michelle said it. You know, Michelle's like RuPaul's right hand man. Why why would you go around and, and spread that? Why would you even say that in a damn interview, Michelle? Michelle needs to apologize and I hope Tyra just drills at Michelle for doing that because that, that pissed me off mm. about it like a judge going up there and saying that kind of stuff there's a lot of stuff about like first thing that I need to say really is that you know even in some parallel universe where Tyra were to hear this podcast she would have no time for my opinion anyway so my opinion is irrelevant in a lot of ways um I think Tara Sanchez... Well, on that note, let's move on. (laughs) Tara Sanchez is a fabulous queen. She really is so talented. There's a lot of stuff with Tara that um, saddens me, to be honest. And that's like the main 
feeling I have about her situation. Tyra really was a victim of a racist backlash. Yep. Um, there's no other way of describing it. The whole Raven was robbed bandwagon. I mean, I think Raven is a fabulous, talented queen, but anybody who's watched season two knows that Tyra stormed the competition. Yeah. And that Raven was just as bitchy as Tyra. Raven, Tati, and also Tatiana was yeah. just as bitchy. How come they didn't get the backlash? Now, the thing that I think... Now, Tyra's anger is palpable and it comes from a really justified place. Um, she's got every right to feel what she feels. I'd never, ever try and tell her to feel anything else. I think the thing that makes me sad is that the way she expresses her anger seems to push people away and seems to draw her into more combat. And I wish there was a better dialogue between Tyra and the fan base because in my... <laughs> I, my ulterior motive here is in my heart of hearts I want a winner's season and I want Tyra <laughs> to be there and I want I want that's that's what I want at this point do I think that's likely I'm not sure Tyra really. Tyra can I call you Ty Ty <laughs> can I call you Ty Ty no I mean Tyra if you are listening to this podcast which you probably are because we do chat mm. um <laughs> what do. did he just do we that did do. he just say that Paul? <laughs> um no I'm I'm team I'm team Tyra for the situation now not for a lot of the other hateful things yeah. that's been done but for what she's doing now and calling out these people who have had who who have actually played a part in creating the hate wave yeah. i feel these are the these are the people who started creating that whole yeah tyra tyra is a is a bitch you know like they, they there is no doubt in my mind that this was part of it that michelle was part of it that kennedy talking about it was part of it like and, and yeah that all that stuff was part of it and i and i do feel that she's right to go and call them out because i mean they did it i guess what I, I, I keep on coming back to I wish there was a better dialogue because certainly Tyra is owed an apology from Michelle. Hell yes. Um, and like Michelle's least. still posting about other stuff. Girl, focus. Apologize. I think the thing is, though, Tyra's kind of screaming into the wind, isn't she? Because she, the way she puts it out into the world, they're not going to hear it. They're just going to... It's easy to dismiss her as just being well, angry. Well, Kennedy responded... And apologize. They had a, they had a they, talk. They 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 responded and good. she apologized. And so Kennedy and Tyra are good now. But it looks like Kennedy and Tyra actually have a personal relationship, mm. and that's why Tyra was so hurt by that. Um, let's call it tasteless gossip. Yep. Um, as far as I can tell, Tyra doesn't have much of a relationship with Michelle or Raven. Um, and so by putting angry things on her Instagram, and actually when you look at her Instagram, the other thing that saddens me: there's no balance. I can't see Tyra putting out positive beautiful art into the world which she's fully capable of it's just just angry um, do, you know, do you know what i love i love that she's like talking to herself <laughs> it is she's got conversations going on with her male alter ego well let's call it an artistic choice okay yeah. was that what you'd call if someone like that came into your office i'm not i'm, I'm not here i'm to really judge, feeling your artistic choice i'm really loving your artistic choices how many artistic choices do you have five <laughs> five artistic choices in one brain wow is that what you do do you praise them do you give them a pat on the back? I, I really don't think that's what's Call going it a on. day. I don't think that's what's going on here at all. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, right. it's just like, if I'm sure if she were to reach out to yeah. Raven and Michelle in a way that came across as more inviting of dialogue, I think they'd probably respond. Because let's face it, yeah, in, in real terms, 
Raven and Michelle do not care what Tyra is doing at this point. Raven is RuPaul's makeup artist. Michelle is RuPaul's right-hand woman. And RuPaul's Drag Race is riding high. And Tyra has been left behind, unfortunately. Mm. You know? I don't know. I mean, I guess Tyra's purpose is to call them out on social media so that at least everyone knows from her side what they've done to attack her mm-hmm. her drag and her character Things, and i feel that's what she wants people to know it doesn't seem like raven is con- right what what raven said with her like grinder profile and stuff is incredibly wrong and abhorrent but in terms of direct attacks against tyra i don't hear raven talking about tyra oh raven doesn't give a give anything. that's what i mean that's yeah. what i mean like having said that wasn't no no, I can't remember. I saw last time I saw a photo of the two of them together. Anyway, I'm over that concept now. Let's move on. Although that was a bit fun, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That wasn't pure gossip. It was, it was very much. It was very to... relevant. I, I want people to know that. But before I even move on to our recap of last week, for the lockdown to be lessened, how do you feel about it professionally? Working in the health sector. I mean, are we there? I am not an epidemiologist. I don't know the ins and outs. What? Of, what did what did you <laughs> I'm call not me? Epidemiologist, um, and I don't know the ins and outs of how coronavirus spreads. I'm really not, not much more educated than the average person. Okay. Well, then, uh, um, what I would say is that um, if it is safe to move forward, that can only be a good thing for people's mental health and for the economy. But if it's safe, and obviously people's, you know, people's lives are the most important thing. Yes. I agree. Thank you. Moving on. Let's recap. So last week we said goodbye to the lovely, our ball queen, fashionista, Miss Mariah Balenciaga, who was one of my favorites, who gave the best talking heads, who gave the best confessionals. Now I I'm just relying Mariah. on Jujubee. I love Now it's Mariah. just going to be Jujubee carrying. I know. I know. Do you know what? She kept it classy till the end, she didn't did. she? She really kept it classy right to the end, right to the farewell in the car in the untucked. I think she was she was a queen through and through. I wish we'd seen a little bit more of that Mariah attitude, though. I was entertained by the judge's decision. <laughs> yes. Pass me my pocketbook. I'm leaving. She did say pass me my something, she didn't, did, she? didn't she? So that she? was that was a nice what throwback. a lovable, classy, talented queen. One of those girls who I think Drag Race just doesn't fully suit her skill set, unfortunately. Mm. But I would love to... And it is an aim of mine in my lifetime. I'd love to see Mariah live. I'd love to see a, go to a club night hosted by Mariah, see her perform. A hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. Um, She's one please, of those girls. Please, please, please come to London. Please come to the UK. Please come to Manchester, Liverpool, Liverpool. everywhere. <laughs> please Liverpool. Just, just come do your tour here. Yeah. We will be there front and center. Ready to interview you for the podcast, okay? <laughs> um, so what I did, what I am, I always ask, I ask the Facebook group that I have for RuPaul's Drag Race Podcast Five, um, who's everyone voting for? And I think the top one is still Juju B and Shay. Juju B and Shay are the ones who people are voting for, and everyone thinks it's going to be Cameron. Like I, I put up a little picture of you know the mm. revelation about like whatever they did show us from the screens, yeah. And everyone's saying it's either morgan mcmichaels or cameron so i believe it's going to be morgan because i 
looked at a, um, and I should credit the person, but I'm sorry, I can't remember the name right now. I looked at a YouTube video a long time ago that was analysis of the first trailer and it had a few clips of the curtain rising and you're seeing, you know, up to somebody's knees. Yep. The, this particular outfit, which looks like a kind of like white bedazzled um, mm. jumpsuit kind of affair, maybe with long sleeves. Apparently uh, they showed another picture and it's Morgan. Oh. Morgan owns this outfit. Oh, yeah. she's done her research. Yeah, although oh, it, it looks like a Cameron Michaels-esque outfit as well. Your lip sync was one of the tightest we've ever had on this show. Ever seen. And it's only season two. Girl, you, <laughs> slow your ass down, RuPaul. Morgan's bread and butter, her daily living is lip syncing. And she does, she's, she's not quite 54 character illusions, but she does a lot of character illusions. <laughs> So, Not quite Chanel level, but... All right. So I'm really excited. I always am excited to get into the next episode. We yeah. know that it's going to be some kind of improv acting challenge. I don't know, but should we just get into it and see? I would love to, please. Let's go. Okay, let's get right into it. Uh-huh. The girls have just come back from the main stage, mm-hmm. and we're now going to reveal the lipsticks. Of course we are. They're this doing seems, a thing yeah. now where they're revealing every single lipstick and counting, kind this of is, tallying. I this like is a good it. thing. It, it is it's, a good thing. It's all about the drama. I wonder if it was producer-driven, because, you know... A, mm. a, Obviously, it's going to make people confess or who did you vote for and why. I, I don't think any of the girls sat there and went, excuse me, what we really need to do now is reveal who voted for who. Of course. Okay, it's very important. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse. To move. I'm not I'm not taking off my drag until until I know who, who we voted. Now, something interesting happened. Interesting slash shady. So they're pointing out the, the lipsticks and there are two votes for Shay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I love Blair's reaction because I think that's everyone's reaction. <laughs> everyone's reaction went, in the world. <laughs> everyone's reaction is who would vote for Shay? Mm. She is the only one who's won both the challenge and the lip sync. She is a front runner. Mm. How would you how would you vote for her? I think she's right off that. also like perceived as the juggernaut going into this competition. Competition. Yeah. Competition. Pe- competition. Competition. Yeah. Uh, she's the one to beat. So, um, uh, you know what? This really, really funny part where they're like one Shay, yeah. two Shay. And it was like, ha ha. And she's like, ha ha. No. <laughs> yeah. So her reaction ha, was great. No. <laughs> it was like, ha ha ha, two Shay. Mm. <laughs> no. Who the hell voted She did for a me? stifled little, <laughs> didn't she? Yeah. So the people that voted for them was Mayhem Miller and Alexis Mateo. Which we knew from last week, but they they, were, they came forth, didn't they? Um, and admitted to it. Now, Mayhem... Has she, a pact with... India. And she gave, she gave that uh, explanation when she was voting last week. She said, Mariah's one of my best friends. India, I have a pact with. It has to be Shay. And to be honest, that felt like a reasonable explanation. Okay, it's convenient that you're getting rid of the strongest girl in the competition. Now, however, in the talking head, Mayhem goes, oh, I thought everyone was going to be voting for Shay now that she was in the bottom so they could get rid of her. So this has backfired a little. Can I just talk about, let's, let's have a quick kiki about Mayhem. Mayhem, Mayhem is playing the game too much. There's too much choreography mm. in her, her, her drama. There's too much rehearsal. There's too much like, I know what to say now because I've done this before and I know exactly how to get camera time. I know I know mm. how to become a character. And she's come into that. There's nothing there's nothing fresh. There's nothing natural about the way that Mayhem is playing the game this season. Mm. I'm I mean good, good. I mean I, I don't know. Are you have the producers that you offer it? Is this is, is this the only reason you're here? But I don't think that she's really in it dot com. 
I think I think the girls, especially the girls who maybe don't perceive themselves as going very far in the competition. I don't know if Mayhem sees herself in that way. Realize that they need to get screen time because screen time equals yes, you know memorable. Instagram then, and Twitter followers and bookings and fees and it's it's all business really. Yeah. Like think think of Gia Gunn in um, in All Stars Four. G- I think Gia knew she wasn't there to win the competition. Although you know Gia put in some really strong performances and so she was like, right, well I'm going to cause some drama. Yeah, well yeah, a lot of the girls do come back. You know, having done the thing. Already, they come mm. back and they know exactly how it works. I mean, we know now that Gia Gunn's fight with Trinity the Tuck was produced. Yeah, they talked about it and they said they'll do it. So a lot of these girls are coming in, actually knowing how to make a TV. They're not naive. They know that it's not. It's not just a competition of the best. It's a competition of who can win over people. Who can? How can we get the ratings up? They mm-hmm. come in with a a bit of their mind as as producer. They're yes. like, okay, we got. I got to make a good TV. I want the season to be great because I'm in it and I, and I want to be remembered. So they're invested just as much as the producers when they come back. Now, mayhem is. A producer. She's coming in here very, very choreographed. Sorry, there's only one producer in RuPaul's Drag Race, and that's Alexis Michelle. Okay. Well, but then I got nothing else to say. <laughs> Thank you. You've just shut me down. <laughs> May I continue? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> the nerve. Uh, no, she's just come in without coming too choreographed and everything. Everything is too like she's she's written a script and she's you know it's it's bad acting that's what i feel really? like it yeah. feels like that i mean I, 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 can you are you not watching the same show i, I am i just think uh, mayhem we know mayhem lives for drama we know that she's no stranger to getting there into is nothing and, there is no similarities between that mayhem that we see now and the mayhem that walked in season 10 really you feel like it's that that pronounced yes it is very much that pronounced okay thank you Don't, yeah. I think we're I still- digress. <laughs> um, and then Alexis, again, I, f- I mean, it's con- again, it's convenient that they put Shay, the strongest competitor, in, in voted for her to try and get rid of her. But I accept Alexis's explanation. She's friends with Mariah and she was in a team with India. She worked with India and like saw the effort she put in and was quite happy with her performance. Didn't feel like she could vote for her. I think that's fine. I think she, you know, she's kind of speaking of loyalty in a way. Yeah, I think it's loyalty in a good way in the mm. sense that she's like, I'm so glad you're the other person. <laughs> like there, yeah. there is something in both of them that are saying, oh, you were the only, like I had this and this with the other two, so I had to vote for you. There is nothing in my mind that's going to convince me that they were very happy, that it's, they weren't happy yes. putting Shay down and weren't secretly happy that this, is, was, this was going to be the outcome. Imagine if I was Shay... How would I feel? I would be angry because I'm I'm thinking, Alexis, you're do, you are a top runner. I see you mm-hmm. competition. What if you had won? What if you had won like, this week? Yeah, and you it was up to you to decide my fate. And my lipstick, your lips, my lipstick was in your bra, and you pulled yes. it out. I would take it very personally. I don't care if I'm I'm paired with you for the next challenge. I don't care if you if we laugh and we share some jokes. 
I'm sending your ass home because I don't trust you. There's no like, there's no trust. Like, I know you're not playing the game fairly. I know now your strategy. And I think as the weeks go on, the girls are going to know the strategy. Okay, yep, yep, that's her friend. She's not going to vote her. Uh, if it was up to her, she'll send me home. I'm going to get rid of you as soon as I can. Yeah, I mean, the girls keep on saying things like, it's not personal, but it is going to be taken personally and grudges are going to be held. And unfortunately, you don't want Shay holding a grudge against you and she makes it explicit that she will remember i hope she does i think i think mayhem is wins this week and i hope she sends alexis or mayhem home i think mayhem's probably you know realistically in a more vulnerable position than alexis but having said that she performed really well last week i just want to talk about alexis now alexis had that big go at miss cracker saying you know if i don't trust you like you know she was saying you have to be real you have to be real with me Mm. and if i don't trust you then i'm I'm gonna basically choose your lipstick is what she said to miss cracker what a hypocrite is it really that hypocritical? Yes. Because she's, she's told Shay that she voted for her. She's been honest about it. But only because she has to. Who's to say that she wouldn't have anyway? She wouldn't. None of them would. I don't know. I think... I, I, I know. Okay. I know. You're in Alexis's brain yeah, now, are you? I can you? do that. Okay. It's not hard. Professor X over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I thought. And also, it was like last week, we had Alexis versus Miss Cracker. Miss Cracker was like, I respect her. I respect her. I respect her. They're my friends. And then out of the blue, Alexis was like, oh, so you don't respect me. And there was a kind of like a full, there was a, kind of like a twist there where um, she said that the reason she didn't um, choose Mariah mm-hmm. is because... Um, you know, she saw her work hard. She was, she worked hard, and Shay was like, "So you didn't think I worked hard?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, how do you like it when it's twisted on you, Miss Alexis?" <laughs> These are shady drag queens in a competition, and I'm living for the drama. I want to ask you this: What would you have done in the situation where it's between someone in your group and I want you to put yourself in Alexis's shoes. How would you have voted I think in that situation? What would you have done? I think the only way to go through this competition kind of unsullied, if you like, and not have um, accusations of lack of fair play is to consistently vote for the person who performed the worst. Yep. So, I mean, I'd like to think that I'd, I'd do that. I don't know. Would I in that competition? Who knows? We're not in that pressure cooker. And my, for me, I would make, Bob, I would make a pact with everyone <laughs> and say that I'm with them, but throw everyone under the bus. <laughs> I mean, then I'll apologize. I'll take them off for dinner when I win the hundred grand. I mean, what? I mean, get over it. Get over it, babes. Come on. All right. So that's where we are. Can you tell us about the Maxi Challenge? Well, just before that, we know who's going to be in the bottom this week. No, we don't. They, they reveal that there's a curse. Whoever wins the previous week um, ends up in the bottom. So, so watch out, Juju B. Anyway, on to the challenge. So um, this, um, so RuPaul says it, they've got to improv in a challenge called She MZ, and the goals are that they're going to be doing little skits, I guess, improv skits where they're behaving badly in sort of celebrity-inspired scandals, um, and. Rue says, as always, make me laugh. Yeah. So it's going to be improv, clownery, buffoonery. It's basically they're all given scenarios. They're all given yeah. a character and the rest is improv. Yes. And what is the key to improv? Yes. And. There you go. I just improvised. 
<laughs> no, you just answered a question. <laughs> I improvised. It wasn't an improv. <laughs> yes, um, so yeah, so we all know what improv is. The key to improv is yes and add two. Add two. And it's it's the girls like who do you see doing well in this this um episode? I see um Miss Cracker doing well in this mm-hmm. episode. Because there was an improv challenge in her season, and the she was Bossy good. Rossi, yes. where she overshadowed Mayhem. Very so could much. Mayhem do poorly this time? Well, it's it's just because I don't think I mean improv is I feel improv is hard for people who who don't really study it or mm-hmm. or, or, or do it a lot. But surely drag queens improv every working night of the week. Yeah, well I guess Really so. a hosting drag queen needs to be funny, quick, improv. That's their job. So it's what Rue always says, take what you're good at, apply it to the challenge. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're making the assumption that every drag queen is a good host. No, well, I think if, you, if you're if you a paid Can drag queen in a club... Can you see India Farah being a good host? I've not seen her being a hostess. But from what you have seen from her during the seasons, I think do any, you think she'd be a good host? Anybody who's getting a paycheck in Vegas must be a decent hostess. Um, okay, do you think... Um, who was Aja's drag daughter in season 12? Um, Dahlia Sin. Do you think she'll be a good host? I'm not saying... I didn't say that every drag queen... I said every drag queen who hostesses in a club. I don't know if that's Dahlia Sin's gig. I'm just trying to ask... I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking some questions. I think you're um, being I'm, a shady... I'm just, you're being a shady queen. There's no need to get defensive. We're just talking here, okay? <laughs> okay? You've raised your voice, Tom. Please, sit your ass down. <laughs> I didn't raise my um, voice. No, I, no. I think I think improv is very, very difficult because improv is a situation that you're. It's given to you. You're given the scenario. You're given a character. When you're a drag queen, you're your own person. You are Mayhem Miller, and Mayhem Miller will do this, this, and this. This is different. The scenario is put. You've given the scenario. You've given a character to add to. I think that's going to be very, very difficult for a lot of queens who don't necessarily. Um, do improv or have that kind of drama background. I mean, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean that they can't. I'm just saying that it's an advantage and it will help you. I I see where you're coming from. I'm not saying every queen should be able to improv. I'm just saying that a lot of queens who work in the club circuit get plenty of opportunity to practice improv skills. Who else do you think, besides Miss Cracker, who do you think is going to nail this? Well, I'm just trying to think what I've seen of the girls before. Blair actually did okay in her improv challenge. Do you remember... She was with um, no, no. Mo- I don't Monique. think. Bl- I don't think she did, Blair oh, did well. I'm I saying think okay. that Monique really carried that through. I'm saying she did okay. Okay, that's what I said. Roll I the tape. It wasn't good. No, I don't think Blair did okay either. I think Blair, if she was on her own, she she would have sucked. I think you know a lot of this kind of thing can be just about quickness and personality. So Juju may have the skills. Yep. Um, Even she, Alexis, maybe, because like she really... She's naturally funny. Yeah, she's naturally funny, and she just plays off a lot of the things, like, I mean, the bam, yeah. and then, you know, when we saw her do the hairspray, and it just yeah, flung off, good. and she just she she just carried on with it. So I think Alexis is also going to do well. Now, show you the powerhouse that she is. I mean, I don't know. I've not seen her do him. Think I mean, she did a really well mm. with with Sasha in the advert. Do you remember the advert? That scripted and they ad- comedy, though. I, oh, no, think, that, no was, that was improv. It was semi-scripted. Yeah, it was semi-scripted. It was semi, and then the rest was improv. That, that was in the Good Morning Bitches, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Um, so Shay, I think, does better scripted than improv, so it remains to be seen. Mm. India's going to struggle. What's what's going to help these girls is really have your character down set. Really know your character. How would your character react if this happened? Yeah. What is your character? How would she react to this? And what is her normal character? And then how does she change her? Like really know who you are, so that whatever they throw at you, you know how to respond. You know what you like. You know what you don't like. You know what makes you angry. Uh, yeah. You really have to know your character. And I think that the girls who do that are going to be the ones that are good and fill the space. Please. I, I think it's again, it's a little bit like snatch game, which let's face it, is an improv comedy challenge. Very very much in that like it's difficult because they've been assigned characters here because in snatch game you can choose somebody who's like an amped up or a slightly parallel universe version of your your own drag character or personality not necessarily the case here let's have a little think about the teams and the characters they've been assigned yeah so the again assigned teams people aren't being allowed to choose is production trying to maximize drama? Certainly, I think, especially by putting Alexis and Shay together, who we know have just had an argument. Now, Alexis and Shay's characters. Now, I'm not going to come up with team names again this week because you just slagged me off last time. Well, you did get some good feedback from Nick. So Yes, thank you, Nick. Thank you for being my cheerleader. <laughs> it's a shame Paolo can't, you know, take well, a few What are the team names? Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> Shalexis. <laughs> Um, team Sh- Shalexis. So team Shalexis, okay. Um, now, Sh- Shay isn't. They're two queens who've been fired from a real drag wives, real housewives kind of show. Shay is the icy queen who's been fired for being too fake. And Alexis is the messy queen who's been fired for being too trashy. Now, I think probably a bunch of real housewives have been fired, haven't they? I think like the likes of Brandy Glanville, didn't she get fired for being too messy? So they're probably basing it on that. Then we've got team India and Mayhem. So what's that? Mindia? Team Mindia. Mm. Um, now, this seems to be based on the Winona Ryder scandal, doesn't it? India is a shoplifting starlet. And Mayhem, she's given a, a, an edge to the character. She's a thirsty shop girl. So is she going to be like hitting on India? That kind of thing? Or like a fan fangirl over her or something? Trying to help her get away with the crime? Who knows? It's really open to interpretation. It's up to the girls to decide what that means. Yeah. Now, Ms. Cracker, Blair and Juju. So, <laughs> Ms. Blue Jew, team Ms. Blue Jew. Um, Juju is a proud drag mama. Blair is her obnoxious daughter. And Cracker is a shady queen caught in an admissions. So this is something to do with like Felicity, Huff- Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman, yeah, yes. admissions, a college She's admissions She's the lady scandal. from Desperate Housewives who tried to pay her daughter to get in. She did and she went to prison for a bit. Yeah, white prison. <laughs> white rich lady prison. Yeah. Which is a holiday resort in, basically, uh, in the Bahamas. It's basically just like, you know, it's, it's a four-star resort. It's yeah, not five-star. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine it's four-star? Yes. <laughs> it's awful. How could you be expected to survive? <laughs> so, I don't know. Let's see how these girls interact in the workroom, and then let's see what they produce. Please. Let's go. All right. Let's move on. So, mm. what we've got to do is let's have a look at the girls um, separately. Yes. And then we'll talk about their workroom kind of preparation mm-hmm. and then talk about their final product. Okay, okay. so let's start okay. with Shay and Alexis. Okay. Well, Shay and Alexis, they start talking about the um, the characters and how they're going to play them. And it's 
eerily similar to how they're already interacting. It's very kind of like uh, little jabs and jibes. And <laughs> it, it, it really is that, isn't it? It's like um, the, the fake laugh in between serious lines. They're, they're already acting like Real they're, Housewives, like, aren't they? They've got the cheek... Well, they, they've both got like cheeky snide comments going mm. on throughout it. And it's actually quite hilarious. It's, it's, very, it's very much breakfast with your frenemy. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, uh, you know, when you're when you're having a salad and you're oh, you, you say something really really bad like oh my god you put on weight and then, oh, <laughs> it's like you're looking really I... uh healthy so um i don't know i think the awkward tension between them from you know alexis putting uh, choosing her for the lipstick mm-hmm. choosing shay i think they should really capitalize on those feelings now yeah and take it through them or at least use that as a script to go forward they can either channel it or it can work against them Mm. um you know if you're gonna if you're gonna play these frenemy characters what do you think would work best like genuinely working with somebody you really really like and like you can take the jabs kind of thing or having real tension that's potentially going to spill over um I would hold on to the feelings of how I mm. feel. I said I felt. I said I felt. I remember how I felt in the moment. And I'll take that and apply it into my challenge. I guess the danger is you feel the insults in a personal way. And then you retaliate in a way that's vicious and not funny. Especially in improv. That's what I would worry about in this situation with these guys. Oh, okay. Um, um, no, I, I wouldn't. No, I think they should remember how they feel to get that emotion to that that part of the acting's there, mm. and always try cover it up with a laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is basically what they're doing. It's eating with the enemy. So that's how they were interacting in the workroom. Now let's talk about the actual production. Before we talk about the actual production, can we talk a little bit about how this improv challenge is different to anyone I've ever seen on RuPaul before? Because oh, okay, how there's actually significant editing or very obvious editing going on in the sense that it's intercut with this quite strange boy drag scene. Can we please talk about how you felt about the boy drag scene? Um. I don't know if there are, I don't look I've never watched TMZ so I'm wondering if the beginning part is um a group of the guys who are like the producers. TMZ's a channel, isn't it? Yeah, TMZ is yeah. yeah. So I, I wonder if TMZ's like the 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 boys are just like they're the ones who are talking about they're the ones giving the assignment and they're mm. reporting back about what they found and oh yeah we caught up with Alexis and blah 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 so they're having and, lunch over yeah. there and, and we kind of so I think I think that's what they're maybe they're trying to stay true to the um the actual format the, they're being like douchebaggy chauvinist bros aren't they and they're talking about how hot they are but also talking down about the characters <laughs> like I think I personally I think it could have done without this it didn't need it I think it detracted from it. And some of the girls look like, let's face it, they look like drag kings when they dress when they dress as boys like this. Um, maybe that's what they were doing. That's great. Great if they're going for that look. Maybe that's what they were going for, Tom. 
I just think it, it, to me, it detracted from the overall. I would have liked to have seen them as three separate scenes, play it through. Let's see the, let's see how it flows. Let's see the improv. I don't need cutting back and forth with commentary from these basically quite unfunny characters. Um, I wonder if they were staying true to the format of TMZ, which is obviously where ShamZ comes from. I don't know. I'm just saying I could have done without it. I didn't mind it. Okay. I thought I thought that was quite hilarious to see the to see guy to see drag queens try butcher up. It's kind of funny. And you know what I itself. found? What I found is that a lot of them, a lot of them did the same kind of masculine, chauvinistic, mm. um, um, like gestures over yeah. and over because obviously they this is foreign to them. Yeah. So I don't know if you can if you can tell, but India kept doing this with her hand, yeah. the whole elbow moving with the finger, like yeah. everything was there. It was like that was all that the all that that was the his um his knowledge of masculinity yeah. and being a chauvinistic guy was there. So I thought that was I thought it was funny. For me, seeing them try to be um, these masculine characters. So how successful do you feel um, Team Shalexis is? I always find it. I always find um, these challenges for me Mm. hard to enjoy. Yeah. Because I watch a lot of plays. Mm. I watch a lot of theater i watch a lot um of, of, of drama things like i i watch it and i and i know how to appreciate and i usually watch it and, and since i do watch it a lot there's a certain standard of improv that i okay, expect yeah. and it's whenever we whenever rupaul drag race does something like this improv challenge i find it quite quite cringe so it comes across kind of sloppy and unprofessional very sloppy mm-hmm. um and very cringy to watch and very awkward and i just it's just like it's, i mean like I, I find it hard to appreciate if it's not done well now the ones who who have in the past done well have a background in improv comedy and performance yes so that's what i was as i was saying before um that it gives you the advantage it really does because it comes off as a as a genuine performance when i think back to one of the best like overall packages as an improv challenge it's probably all stars three um the bitchler um i just remember how good trixie dayla yes were in that. there you go and we know for a fact that dayla's got a drama background yeah we know for a fact that she's oh, got kennedy that. but then kennedy surprised in that didn't she she was super funny and over the top and she's not known as a comedian mm. but she can really pull it off when she needs to i think i think she knows how to do that character really really yeah, well she can have had they back. given so her a different character yeah had they given her a different character uh-huh. she would have struggled but like you know bougie she know how to do bougie was she more banshee than bougie Oh, I keep I keep getting the two mixed up. I think Bougie Banji. is like you know wealthy Miss lady. Miss Banji, <laughs> Miss Banji. No, she's just she knows how to do that character. So let's go back to Shay and um, Alexis. Alexis. I thought Shay had some really good lines and very good reactions in the face. Mm-hmm. I think the it started off really really like haha. Yeah, it started off really really like I found it funny with their snide comments back yes. and forth and trying to cover it up with a smile and like I I like I hate. 
you, but I like you, and I'm uh-huh. and I'm that fakeness was there. I did think that Alexis was talking over Shay a she lot, did. and I and she I, did, and I yeah. found it really, really. I'm like, I don't know if that was a character thing or if it was her speaking over Shay. Probably that, a bit of both. I think it got lost near the end, and I I thought yes. like the fight just became. I don't know what else to say. Yep. Let's just keep screaming. Ah, ah, I ah, completely like I hate agree. You. I hate yeah. you. I pull up yeah. and like it just it it got lost the nothingness and it 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 really just became a, a jumble of mess. I'm always disappointed when scenes like this descend into a cat fight because it's the easy exit. Yeah. So thinking of the improv challenge in season eleven, I think with Vanji and Plastique being the cats or whatever, and they just ended up having a cat fight and it was just bollocks really. Um, it's it's the easy exit and it's not a funny exit. That's um, it's usually quite poorly done. I would say I agree with you. Stronger start, weaker finish. Yeah. Alex uh, Alexis improved quite well. She did a couple of funny bits. Shay was far more solid. Yep. 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 Um, yep. And uh, there were a couple of funny lines like about the food baby. So, and it's good how they planned the reveal with the pillows and stuff. Mm. Um. So overall. I just fine, uh, yeah yeah it, it just kind of just went off into the nothingness. I just it was just fine. Mm. Yeah, can we just agree that it was fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to Juju, Miss Cracker, and Blair. Oh, sorry, Miss Blair. Miss Blueju. Miss Blueju. Sorry, I don't know why it's so difficult? <laughs> um, great. There was a moment where they do call each other. Where Miss Cracker called out Blair, saying, right. "I heard that you and Miller were trying to um, plot to get me out." And mm. Blair was, what? What was the Blair's response? It was a. Uh, Maybe I didn't, but no, I didn't. But I it was a yes, but no, but but yes, but, but but no, but but yes, but no, but but can we just get over it and let's just put that behind us? But no, but yes, but no. I found this hard to follow. I think I was less interested in Blair's reaction really than I was Cracker. Kind of like again, Cracker coming in and bringing up something that does it need to be brought up? What's do the purpose you, of this what behavior? Do you think Cracker's one of those? I won't be able to focus until I get this out of me. Because, like, have you not worked with someone that you didn't like? You just had to say something and to air it out. And then you could actually go on and do the thing. No? Is that you? I love everybody. I love everybody rule. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I clearly... Well, that's what Cracker is putting out there. That, you know, she gets very in her head. She gets racked with kind of... Um, anxiety and perhaps ruminative thoughts and unless she gets out there and airs it she can't really work Mm. and I guess I guess that's what she's making out was her intention this week but was it was it again like you know she the whole thing with Angina she tried to make out she was coming in with you know truth and honesty and I'm just trying to light a fire under your ass but really it was to throw Angina off her game wasn't it is 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 Cracker recalling how Blair was kind of overshadowed in her own um, uh, improvisation challenge in season 10 and that she would, she's just trying to throw her off her game and like overshadow her herself and just set her up for a poor performance and get rid of her. Well, I don't know. This is a team one. So if one's bad, it makes most of everyone in that same team bad. That would be the case. Think, if they I were, don't think that's what Cracker's if, intentions were. If they were. were judged as a team, perhaps, but they're not. They're judged as individuals. And does Cracker just want the best opportunity to outshine her teammates? No, I don't think that's Cracker. Do you not? No. I, I'm getting far more suspicious of Cracker's intentions as this this series 
progresses. Yeah, I, I'm noticing and just keep at it. Yeah, you're, you're doing good. Who, Cracker? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, well, you're, you're painting, um, we're both painting different pictures of Cracker and it's good that you're seeing something that I'm not seeing. So I'm just saying, keep calling it up when you see it. Well, I, I just, I'm be- since the first episode and the whole Angina thing, I'm becoming more and more suspicious of Cracker's intentions, really. The best part of that whole thing was Juju's reaction to the both of them. She's just sitting in the, like she was sitting in between them, doing the whole left to the right, to the left <laughs> to the right. That was very funny. Completely just being like, what is happening? Mm. Um, but that was really really yeah when i go into the actual performance this team probably had my favorite and i think Mm. that the reason for that was miss cracker i think miss cracker held this team together she started it off strong she kept it going strong Mm -hmm. um and the th- one thing that I remember is her jokes. Like yeah. she's, like, there was like our friendship's gone over more bumps than your foundation stick. <laughs> and then the when you heard there were a hundred people in the room, you were shocked. <laughs> you know, she was talking about it how was- like no one goes to her gigs. Like she just, she really like cleverly integrated all this clever wit and yes. jokes in the improv. Like it didn't just come out of nowhere. She found it. She ma- it made sense. Uh, she's great with her physical comedy as well. Like this yes. did descend into slapping but not in the same way as it did for Shay and Alexis it was like a controlled comedic lots of jokes in there not just like a cat fight kind of thing mm. um, I will say it became a scene between Juju and uh, Cracker as far as I was concerned yeah Blair which, got swallowed which made me think further that that was Cracker's intention she really didn't want Blair to feature in this and it's true Claire, uh, Claire Blair was a piece of scenery really she was a prop um wow you're wow you really hate cracker i don't i don't hate cracker at all wow, I just think, you got some beef with cracker just because i'm seeing certain intentions in it doesn't mean okay. that i hate her at okay. all I, I love cracker all right um well, yeah i think i you know what out of all of the three this one made the most sense as a story as well like yeah. I, I could i followed i knew what was happening i knew what the drama was whereas with the other two it was I was just sitting there watching drama in front of me that didn't really have a storyline that I could really follow um, in detail. Whereas this one was very, very obvious. They told the story and they did the improv and they made me laugh. That you know when they showed the picture of Laganja with the with her face with Blair's face but and pasted on, mm. she you know she used the whole charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and Photoshop. Yes. That's what we teach you. You know, like <laughs> she had it. She really did have it. And then that scene when they had a fight with the slap, and then she slapped crack on the left hand, and yeah. she moved her hand to the other side of her face, and then she went on and started like talking about the slap. Take that slap. Now I'm gonna use the other side. Yeah. Huh. like it was that comedic. She had the comedy. Yes. She bought the comedy. And when you have someone with their energy, you feed off it. Like, I felt like there was, I think Miss Cricket really, really did a great job in there. Great acting, great improv, great jokes. I, I completely agree. I do think Cracker was the strongest. Juju played well with her and Blair was overshadowed. Definitely agree. And let's get to our final pairing, which is India and Mayhem. Mindia. India. Now, I, I always wonder if there's like a, a gender with the producers, you know, because mm. like India has a history of shoplifting yeah. and all the girls know about this. And then they gave her that scene. The Are, shade. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to be frank, I think 
Rue makes jokes about mopping quite often, and I think it's something that features in a lot of drag queens' histories, perhaps. I remember India saying in her season that she got into drag really young, like age 14. So, you know, you don't have a lot of resources when you're a 14-year-old, do you? No. So, yeah. Um, And it's nice to see a bit of backstory for India because she's felt a little bit like the kind of other overshadowed character. She's not Mm. getting a lot of screen time. You're right. Now, um, Mm. let's talk about their production. Mm -hmm. Um. Obviously, it was a shoplifting. India had shoplifted. Yeah. Mayhem Miller works there. It Mayhem calls her out. And then the cameras in there. We found out she used to be a reality TV star. Yeah. And it just kind of went awkward. No, I've just, I just got awkward, awkward, awkward. Really yeah. bad acting. Not really much improv. Awkward. They put two people who can't improv together to get together in the mm-hmm. team. And you could really tell. I felt like if you removed... um, Who's that campy guy uh ross Ross. if you remove ross do you see a storyline happening uh he was definitely integral without him without him prompting the flow of it yeah what did you do what are you doing how did you get here what did you steal but where are the vases like yeah he he kind of he yeah he moved he gave them that structure and i just felt like them two were just reacting to the questions and i I didn't really see them really command the scene now Mm. we both know that um india is supposed to be a thirsty um shop shop thirsty or one of them mayhem's a thirsty shopkeeper okay i don't I didn't get it. Uh, yeah, the, it's like the, mm. it came out of nowhere. It's like, oh gosh, I just remembered I'm supposed to be thirsty. Yeah. So then, and out of nowhere, all of a sudden she's licking a donut, and they're both licking donuts, and they're both licking like the glass, the they, glass vase. They kind of mixed up the Winona Ryder thing with the Ariana Grande licking a donut thing, didn't they? <laughs> Is that what they did? I don't. I think. I don't um, know what they were doing. It was. I, Trash. I, would, I would say like when india came out i giggled at her look i think that india is a very visually creative and expressive person and her look 100 uh, percent agree with she it. looked yes. fantastic the yep. look made me laugh because she was so over the top with the breastplate and the moles on the breastplate and the big hair um i i could i appreciate the fact that they did put some thought into some like props and set pieces the licking thing the vase thing and to be honest India drove more of that, or at least she was given more of that. Mayhem was a slightly better improviser, I would say. India does struggle with improvisation, and this is probably the weakest scene, wasn't it? I mean, I told you that in the beginning. I think that um, India would struggle with this. I don't see her as an improver. The only one moment that I thought was good was when um, Mayhem Miller realized the cameras are there, and then she was able to switch a character. but that was it. I mean, they both looked stunning. They both did an okay job, but it was really strange, really awkward. And it was just like, what am I watching? What's what's happening? Overall, when I think about previous improv challenges, this wasn't my favorite. No, definitely. It kind of fell flat a little bit. But they never are. Improv challenges, improv challenges without, without a, a peer or a group that has improvers in it, it's never good about them. And it's it's not something that a lot of people can just do on the whim. Most most of them in the past, though, have produced at least one really good scene that makes you laugh. Mm. Like thinking about um, uh, Brooke and Nina West in theirs. That was great. Akira was fantastic in hers, remember? Akira, yes. Um, and thinking of like Trixie Mattel, Bendela Cram, um, Kennedy Davenport... Uh, it be like in the past, it has yielded some great performances. I don't think any of these are like a memorable improv laugh out loud. 
performance. I'm, I'm worried for a lot of these girls when it comes time for the snatch game. If this is the improv that they have. Well, thinking about these girls, who of them has done a really funny snatch game? Um, Alexis. She who did was, she do? She did um, Empire State of Mind. Who did that? Oh, my, the lesbian Alicia Keys. She did a really butch Alicia Keys. Oh, Lord. Uh, Shay was great as Naomi Campbell. I don't, rem- I don't remember Shay. She was great. No, well, she, I don't think she, she was, was like good. top three that week. Was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They must have a week she had really good uh, interactions season. with Nina Benina, remember? Miss mm, Cracker failed in that one. She, mm, but but she, she did really good here. Look, if I had to look from just this challenge alone, Miss mm. Cracker definitely won. Miss Cracker's the winner of this Agreed. week. And the strongest group was Miss. Juju Blair. Miss Blue Chew. Again, sorry, I don't really sorry, see what the difficulty sorry. is. I, 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 tip of my tongue. I was so close. <laughs> Rolls right. off the dome. Well, that's it. Let's uh, let's move on and see what else there is. Thank okay. you. So they've just done it, and I think this is Elimination Day. And is there a mirror moment that you saw? You probably did because you have feelings. <laughs> and I tend to think that feelings are for ugly people. <laughs> so you should have that in abundance. So the the mirror Ooh, moment. Joking. Um, I, joking. I that one, didn't As I? you're going. I just chose to gloss over it because I didn't think anybody could be that cruel. Um, yeah, so the mirror moment this week, Tragedy Mirror, was um, Blair starts off talking about her DUI that's in her past. Um, which I was aware of, actually. I remember that being part of the gossip around her season. And uh, people said the reason there was a rumor that she went home early because she was like recalled or something because of the DUI. Oh. Yeah, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, and um, then Mayhem talks about how she, in fact, has two DUIs. I'm addicted to speed, too. <laughs> it was a bit like yeah, that, wasn't it? Really? And the girls speak um, very truthfully and very eloquently. Um, well, mostly mayhem, really, because it goes on to her saying how she she knows it was unacceptable. Um, she knows it's something that she shouldn't have done. She explains why she was in the party scene. There's pressure on her to be the party girl, be the life and soul of the party, drink, take drugs. And she drove and she shouldn't have. And thankfully, no one was hurt. We know that drinking under the influence is not a victimless crime Mm. um you know a lot of people die that way yeah of course um and but she says she's learned from that she got some counseling or some sort of therapy and she hasn't done it since and never will do it again and she appreciates that it's it was the wrong thing to do i need to ask you a question ask me a question and um this is going back and i i'm comfortable talking about it if you don't feel comfortable talking about it then i'm then i can just uh, we can move on or we can edit it uh, are we, out we're gonna bring up my dui no <laughs> I, I jokes bring guys up, but jokes like what we see here is like um oh the girls had a bad past they overcame mm. it this is how they overcame it and now they've got a second chance yes is there is that there for sherry pie I found this really, really interesting. And it also made me think of Latrice, who yes, part yeah. of, a big part of Latrice's storyline was that she, uh, as far as I'm aware, Latrice breached probation c- conditions, um, which was to do with a drugs-related offence, and was she went to prison. Mayhem also divulges she went to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a huge amount about the American legal system. Um, I do know that this is vibe that they're overly... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Like, both those girls gave us redemption stories, didn't they? Yeah. Um, And, again, 
the baseline thing is neither of us condone in any way we condemn the way that Sherry Pie behaved. Everybody does, of course. You would the have same to. way I condemn anyone else who yes. does anything that is wrong yes. and illegal. Yes. Yeah. Um, and but it's interesting how the show treats different people in different ways. Obviously, I guess the difference with Sherry Pie is that she we everybody just found out about her crimes at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there wasn't any time or demonstration of any kind of remorse, regret, reparation or redemption mm. or the res. Um Whereas these guys, I guess the crime is different. And we're given the benefit of time. There's time since it happened for them to demonstrate that they've changed. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it's it's an interesting point, the way that um, things are treated different. I, I do think it's to do with those two factors, the nature of the crime and time. All right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I'm, I'm my, sorry for putting you on the spot. No, I guess those are just my thoughts. I think it's an interesting point. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, that, was, that was really deep. Mm. We're really good at this. I'm so good. (laughs) I'm really good at this podcast stuff. Mm. All right, look, shall we have a quick look at the runways and then um, sum it up, really wrap it up. Mm. Let's go. And the category is camo. Camo. Camo, she better don't. Yes. No, that's that's so overdone. I don't want to hit anyone. Unless it's like really, really good, just keep it to yourself. But I mean, how many many people have said camo, she better don't, if anything comes up like that? You are the first person that I've heard say it today. Okay. I've never heard it, but it just sounds like something that anyone would say, everyone would say, because it's it's the most (laughs) obvious. And the most obvious to me is not funny. Anyway, (laughs) category is camo. And first up, we have Juju B looking expensive looking eloquent i love that red weef so yes gorgeous red weef which contrasts with the green of the camo dress now overall this is a very pretty beautiful look is it conceptual is it avant-garde no is is that what we expect from juju b i don't think it is juju (laughs) juju gives us pretty lady that's what juju gives us on the room you know what you're right i mean her all-stars look was lady at the mall her all-stars three five look is lady who's grown up and has money like very much the um crazy rich asians (laughs) and this is the auntie of the bride Mm -hmm. um who's getting married in that movie so she's she's serving um it's casual a, going to the supermarket to pick up some bread look for, <laughs> you know, f- for, for that kind of wealth. I mean, it's not just any supermarket. It's Waitrose, you yeah, know, yeah. but it's still a supermarket. I mean, it, it's a mini dress. The cape is gorgeous. And I really like how the nude of the cape um, adds a restrained element. And then the lining is camo. Yeah. Um, I think that's really clever. Overall, a very pretty look. And that's all I can say about it. Yeah. It's a, a very safe look. Not elevated. I mean, she showed up. This this isn't a um a glow up. This is, this is a show up. <laughs> Are we doing glow up and show up? We can. Yes, this is show up. Next up, we have Miss Cracker, or should we say Lady Gaga, <laughs> stomping the runway in camo. This gives me very um pop star performance look, and she's doing a segment that's military themed. Yeah. You know, this this is like this, and with her high pony and her brows and stuff, she is giving me Gaga vibes, um with her bleach blonde do. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's a brawler. It's sleeves and puff sleeves. Um, 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 um is not an answer. And peplums and, and thigh-high boots. This is very much a pop star's performance costume in the camo segment of her show. Mm, I want to start with um. Um, I also think that... Um, <laughs> jokes. Every time you say um, I'm going to... Do you know what? Can I just say this? Um, can Milk please take note of what the pony looks like hmm. on her on miss cracker <laughs> and fix yours the next time you walk down a runway <laughs> anywhere do you remember when um there was the the challenge and milk came down and you could see the cone that the yeah. wig was on and it, it really just distracted me to and i was really happy that miss cracker had done this correctly to be fair, what milk did was a hair reveal which is different to this and i think she dislodged hair as she pulled it out i'm sorry no i i don't i don't I don't buy it. Okay, your next hair reveal, I'll be looking very closely. <laughs> I need a hair reveal. Oh, gosh, thank God <laughs> the barbers are open next week because I am serving you Shaka Khan <laughs> in the morning. Like, the morning after, that's your what I got. Is taking on life of its what own. do I think about this? Look, I think it's really good. I, I didn't think that this would ever be worn on her. I, don't, I didn't think she owned anything like this. Um, this is like... Came, you know what? It's like a fighting character. Choose your, you know, you choose a girl, and then you you switch through all the different kind it's of bit, um kind of outfits yeah. she has, and this is like her her fighting army look. Is and she I think a bit it's like nice. Nina Williams in a? She could be. Book. She could be. She looks fierce. Um, mm. very very. Or Cami, Cami from Street Fighter. Yes, mm. and this is very Cami from Street Fighter. It's Cami from Street Fighter across with a with fashion Lady Gaga. pony. Yeah, with a fashion pony, a high high fashion pony. I I like it. That was a glow up. Now this next one, Blair saint Clair. i really love this i um, i love um shay kool-aid this is how you do art school I this is how you do arts and crafts this could even be enough to keep her out of the bottom so i'm loving she's giving me yeah. david bowie vibes with the the red upswept hair oh yes um, these kind of like elizabethan puffed sleeves they're very very dramatic but it's very very much something like uh bowie could have worn in his aladdin sane era when he's doing these bizarre conceptual outfits um uh, that's poison ivy that wig is mm. poison ivy i mean you know what i think this is very high fashion whole couture yeah i can see this down at alexander mcqueen runway i can see this mm. walking down new york fashion week milan fashion week <laughs> i mean i think this is really good and I, I mean obviously she's a tree she's camouflaging yes. she is the tree I, and i thought that was amazing I, this is really nice um Ezra O'Hara, take note this is how you do butterflies oh Oh, ouch. Just, <laughs> ouch. Was that too wicked? That was too much. Was it too wicked? Too much. Am, am I naughty? This is a bloody glow up. I love it. So Shay comes out with a very 60s silhouette in the shift dress and the beehive. Um, and I, the watching it is very much aquatic camo, isn't it? Um, yeah, clash of eras. Um, Guys, um, I'm saying um, um because um, we're, we're um, watching um. as we we're watching as we commentate. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stop. Um, um, um. <laughs> My she, lord, stop saying that. What are your thoughts? Go on. Um, <laughs> I tell you what I think about this look. I think it's very very nice. I think it's very southern rich lady going to water the garden. Um, <laughs> with the sunglasses is, is gorgeous. I think she's painted beautifully. I think she's done a clever job. I don't know if this was production favoring Shay, but they've done a blue outline blue background so she really is camouflaged do you know what i mean yeah i guess they're capable of doing different lighting effects aren't they 
Now, she mentions Richard Quinn and Chanel. Those are her inspirations. Richard Quinn, like, I don't know a lot about, but I know he does, like, really bold prints. So okay. I wonder if that's where, where she's drawing that inspiration. I don't know if he did, like, a camo-inspired collection. Um, looking gorgeous, though, but very 60s, very 60s to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, is that a globe or a show-up? Glow up, I think. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a definite glow up from her look last tell, week. Tell you what, I could have done without the flare yeah, on the skirt. That's it. That's the one would, thing that I would have taken it off. If it was a nice, neat shift silhouette. Okay. It, yeah. Now we've got Alexis Mateo. I love this. Re- I. Well, that's not camo. It is. It's hunter's camo. It's a subtle camouflage. Can you see the twigs and branches? It's a snowy hunter's camo. She is says, that a thing? She says that herself. She wanted to go a little outside the box. She is looks, Hunter's Camo a thing? Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. She is, looks like... I mean, I, I've never seen I'm a fashionista, okay? The Snow Queen crossed with Storm from X-Men, and she's come here to take your soul. Uh, now, that, now that I know that it is Camo, it's stunning. I, I like this. it. She's, she stands out with that. She really does. She's gorgeous. I, I I was wanting something to do a snowy camo look, and she didn't disappoint. She delivered. She delivered. Yeah. Do you think this can? She like the postman. She always deliver. It's the postman. Okay, Mayhem Miller walking down in a what is that? It's a um, um, it's a pink. Is it a gay camo? Is that what we're looking at? Um, Homo camo? Yeah, this is how, you know, <laughs> if we were down Stanley Street at the moment, um, this is how to blend in. Uh, now, she's given me sort of Nicki Minaj does camo, basically. Trend, okay. Basically, uh, by the way, trend alert, red hair, which I think works with a lot of the greens we're seeing because it's contrast. Oh. It's opposite ends of the color wheel. Look at you. Yeah. You're so, you're so fashion forward. Uh, you know what i see it i see what you mean by Nicki minaj mm. um and camo i i agree so far this is maybe one of the basic ones it with is, jujube it's a, it's a little bit jujube yeah. is quite like basic it's a little bit of an easy answer to the question very much so and, yeah. at, and at the end of the day we have to remember that this is all stars five i think mayhem had this in her wardrobe you know i mean that's ebay but it's nice eBay. Mm. Yes. Now, oh, India looks amazing. Oh, my Lord. India Fira. India has not disappointed on the runway this season. She's excelled. That paint is just severe. Yes. It is. Wow. She's giving me Tilda Swinton vibes. She is classic old school drag. And yeah. I... India Fair, I am so happy that you've come back and brought this to us. I think she's beyond old school drag. I think she looks really avant-garde. That's so w- whenever I see like swept back red hair and no eyebrows, I think Tilda Swinton. And the idea of this sort of kimono, um, but the, the nice contrast of the, the harsh kind of latex in the boots and leggings and the, the bow is really elegant, but edgy. And I love it. And I just didn't know... India Farrow was capable of this. I love everything from the swept back red hair. You're right, Trindaland. Trind Trindaland. Trindaland. Trindaland is my favorite medication. <laughs> Trind- um Trindler, the red hair, that camo. Like she made a kimono. There's a kimono. Kimono, she better do. Don't I'm you, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was a good one, no? That how many millions of people in this world have seen uh. that? I'm sorry. That is stunning. Okay, this this is a damn stunning look. Could that keep her at the bottom, do you think? 
it never does. Mm. It never does. Not here. Not in RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. All right. So look, we've seen all the queens. We've seen all the queens. I stand by what I think. I think Miss Cracker is definitely going to take the win on this. But my favorite outfit is definitely India Farah. I I love India. I love Alexis, and I love Blair. Yeah, I think this has been a great runway. Mm-hmm. Bottom runways are easily Juju and Mayhem. Yeah, but the 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 better performances were Juju Cracker. Yep, Shay and Alexis are safe. I think. Yes, I think they are. I think the bottoms this week is India. You know what? They're gonna make India and Mayhem the bottoms. They're gonna, you know, because now it suits them to put them both in the bottom because they're yeah. in the same team. But definitely, I think India and Mayhem are in the bottom. The top is going to be Cracker. Yeah, yeah. And Blair was overshadowed. Very and much became so. a prop. So I, 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 I could see Blair in the bottom. Okay, I agree. I agree. Um, let's see how the girls decide, but that's our judgments. And now Mm. the rest is up to the girls. Let's Mm. see. Congratulations, Cracker. Cracker is the pick for the best. So she's won this week, rightfully so, as we have both caught it. And (laughs) the two bottoms are Mayhem and India. Yes. Which is, I think that's fine. I don't have any major quibbles. Um, I would have put, Blair low safe mm. over Alexis low safe. When Shay and Blair walked off as about, mm, I don't. Th- I think Blair should have got a bit of critique. Okay, uh, I would have put Alexis and Shay safe safe. Put yourself in the workroom. Whose lipstick are you choosing? Um, so this is a tricky one. Um, both oh. un- both underperformed in the challenge. India's runway was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, India has been in the run in, in the bottom three weeks in a row, but she has won one. Mayhem hasn't won, but she was high last week. Mm. Really tricky. Just choose a lipstick. Oh, uh, I'm probably choosing. I think they're kind of neck and neck in terms of past performance, based on. T- so I'm going to go by today's Say, performance, uh, name. and I'm going to Say, put Mayhem uh, in the bottom because I love okay. India's look so much. I mean, I don't know how you chose. I, I don't know who to choose. I wouldn't know how to do it. So, so you, moving on, you're criticizing me for thinking aloud. <laughs> so uh, moving along. So that's what we have. You know what? We got to see some of the girls in the group who they chose, and I love how Shay's like. Um, I chose Miller because she chose me last week, and I just want to return that. the favor. I like she, that. she's like she's any reason you give her and next week if um, Alexis in the bottom she's choosing Alexis even though Alexis was high yeah. she'll choose Alexis I'll good t- on her I'll tell you what though in the you know this bit where they kind of plead their case and stuff yep. Mayhem seems to have given up yeah which is which is another reason why I felt I would have probably saved India. You know what? If you give me a reason to not feel bad for choosing you, yeah. I'm choosing you because I'm actually oh, because I don't I no hard feelings. If you guys choose me, oh okay, thank you. Uh, you're going home. I Done. will say Mayhem was sweeter and spoke better of India than India spoke of her. India, she, she wasn't horrible about Mayhem, but she did kind of say, oh, but Mayhem underperformed in the challenge, didn't but she? But the person who always underperf- underperforms is, is always going to say they both did well because the mm. other person did. The person who always underperforms will say that. Just to touch on as well, all the girls seemed really surprised that Mayhem and India were in the bottom. What yeah. are we missing there? Something happened in production that um, made all the girls surprised. They Somebody even said they should have been top. Oh, Hmm. Very, very strange that. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, it was a, the the right call was made. So let's go into the lip sync. This week's assassin, you were right. 
Dr. Tom was correct. I have a psychic gift. It was um, Morgan McMichaels. Now, here's another thing. Imagine you're the returning lipstick assassin mm. and your best friend of 20 years um, is at the competition and you find their name on the lipstick. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what I will do. I will not perform 100%. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I will I, I'll be like, oh. Okay, all right, cool. I'm not gonna do that backflip. Not gonna do that side aerial. Mm. Not. I'll maybe not know the lyrics all of a sudden. Maybe I'll stop lip syncing. I uh, will perform to the crowd. I'll do. I don't know. I'll do a Charlie Hyde. Having, having hey, said hey, that, hey. every time you appear on TV, especially on a platform like Drag Race as a drag queen, is a chance to increase your profile. And it's in your best interest to perform to the best of your ability. Especially someone like Morgan, who went home first, but came back yep. on All Stars 3. I know what you mean, but like, that's what, I think that's what I would do. So let's talk about this amazing, hilarious lip sync. I thought it was funny i just thought it was so funny first of all what were they both i thought the song was chandelier by sia because they're both in like crystal and white mm, or frozen i thought it was gonna be to go. frozen by madonna and then um, I, and then we found out what the song was and it was where have you been from rohana i would have gone all jungle i would have brought out all my reggaeton gear i would have brought out all of my like you know the, those colors the the, the army i would have worn yeah. my camouflage outfit the video is like dancing in the sand, like yes. wasn't it? With a lot of like thumping beats. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, it was beautiful. And then they were wearing that, and I'm like, oh god, I can't really get into it. But amazing yeah. synergy between their two looks. That was almost. Looked I like know. That's a, that's, there were things that Cracker did that made me laugh. How she did. Oh god, and I love it. And she went to the back and she yeah. hit herself for the where have you that was been? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I'm coming. I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I thought that there was a part where she was doing that kind of break move um, on the floor and then May and then um, Morgan went and jumped over her leg. Yeah. There was just so much hilarious. Can I say, by no means was it a technically perfect lip sync, but it mm. entertained me and entertainment performance is just as high as a mark for me. I, I really did enjoy it. What did yeah. you think? I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed the interaction as well. So, so did I. Yeah, I think... You know, we, we know what the judgment was now. It was a double Shantae, wasn't it? Oh, you just ruined it. Oh. I was gonna, I was gonna say that later, but yes, there's going to be a moment. But I was well, gonna say because Cracker brought more comedy, but I thought Morgan was better at that like interaction. She like initiated a bit more of it and made it more of a kind of. If I felt like watching two queens doing a joint performance really no 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 um it's, it's awkward when they interact and there's nothing more than that like i felt like morgan tried to do something interactive and then miss cracker saw that and then tried to add to it and then it just became really really awkward i didn't like that um hmm. but i felt like for miss cracker she was doing a lot i i saw her do the whole like 101 how to dance like she she was doing like a a turn and her her hands were in the right place like she was doing like the prep and turn and <laughs> and finish like i saw a lot of that i actually did and i'm like oh like she obviously went and did a few classes um and i, I appreciate that and i thought that i actually thought that was really adorable and i told you yeah mm. and i told you before the, the verdict came and i'm like look it's not the best like performance but it's bloody entertaining and <laughs> i would give it a double shantay for that say, yeah, for that reason did say and that. it became a double shantay can we say who's going home well this means that it's, it could be two queens going home if two different lipsticks are drawn it could be two queens but what happened mayhem was the name on both the lipsticks 
So we say farewell yes. to Mayhem and India lives to fight another day. Girl, she is getting so many chances. If she's in the bottom next week, you have to choose her. Unless you're Shay and Alexis is in the bottom, then she's Alexis is going home. Roxy Andrewsing the competition. She really is, isn't she? I really like this episode. We do see that next week we mm. have the return of the Snatch Game. We do, but it's the return of Snatch Game of Love. Well, they ha- always they always are changing it up on All Stars, aren't they? Well, they did it on All Stars for Snatch Game of I don't like when they mess with the format. Just give me the normal Snatch Game. Like, don't mess with the Reading Challenge format either. It's like, I appreciate the effort, but no, thank you. I guess, though... Back in my days, back (laughs) before season 10, that used to do its right. Is that what it is? I guess the thing is, they only have six girls. Has there ever been a Snatch Game with six girls? It feels like... There's not enough girls to do a Snatch Game. They should have done Snatch Game like with eight girls, really. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you again for joining us. I uh, enjoyed the episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Say hi. Uh, review us. Rate us on Spotify, um, Apple, wherever we are. But again, thank you very much for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast with Paolo and Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye.